All right, Christchurch. Good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good. We still chatting and talking? Uh, we're always uh, so thankful to have you uh, join us for worship. Today's a very, very special day. We are excited about uh, a new season of prayer that our church is uh, entering into today. And I'm, I just want you guys to keep your hearts and your minds open to the Lord. Um, beginning today, he is, uh, I believe He is about to take us on an amazing journey. As we grow uh, closer to Him, we, we go deeper with the Lord. Um, today is also uh, our Lord's Supper Sunday, which we do every third Sunday. So a very, uh, very appropriate day to begin our season of prayer. And uh, just a, a very quick vision. My heart for this is that Lord, the Lord would grow us uh, in our prayer life like never before through this. And so we're very excited about that. I'm very thankful that you've chosen to, to worship with us and join us. If you're listening from home, we welcome you as well. And we're going to kick off today's service with a classic that we like to sing uh, very often on Lord's Supper Sunday, and that's Jesus Messiah. So would you stand as we uh, open up our time of worship together?
Amen. You may be seated. So guys, we are about to enter into, uh, as I said before, a a season of prayer. And the way that this is going to work is that on Sunday mornings, we're going to kind of rearrange some things, do, do things a little bit differently, kind of break, break the monotony, if you will. And, and the sole purpose is for the Lord to teach us how to pray. And one of the things about prayer is very unique, is that prayer is, it's obviously an ongoing conversation with God, right? I mean, when you wake up, thank you, Lord. When you're driving down the road, you're talking to God. You know, we have this ongoing conversation with the Lord. I understand that. But what I'm talking about here is now intentional, purposeful prayer where we set aside a time and a place to get along with God on a regular basis, on a consistent basis. And, and we make that commitment that that becomes the desire of our heart. And that's what I want us to begin praying as a church, that Lord, you would, we would pray that God would teach us how to pray, right? We have to start with asking God to give us this, this desire and I'm going to tell you the reason why many of us, including myself, probably fall a little bit short when it comes to the discipline of prayer is because it's hard to do. It is not easy to pray. Prayer is a, a wrestling of the soul. It is, a, it is a, a, a true, intentional, gut-wrenching process through which we get along with God and we, we read His Word and we pray His Word and we open our hearts and we search and we seek the face of God and, and we begin to pray for His glory and pray for other people. And it's just, it is a process, a discipline that is not easy to do. And that's why I think many, many Christians probably struggle and it doesn't come naturally to us. And that's why we need to ask God to begin to teach us. And so what I wanted to share with you real briefly is just a, a brief introduction as to what you can expect over the next several months. And we're going we're gonna to culminate this time and season of prayer on November 3rd. And we're going to meet right here at this church if you are all welcome. And you, you might as well come be around God's people because you're going to be watching the news anyway. And so let's, instead of us being here for a celebration party or a political party, that's not what this is. This is an opportunity for our people to come together to what? Pray. To pray, to plead with God on behalf of our nation, on behalf of the church, on behalf of our families, on behalf of our future, on behalf of Israel, on behalf of the world. And that's really what I, I see. I don't know how it's all going to work out. That's a long time from now, but I do know that for some reason we're supposed to be together. And so just begin to pray about that. Do you, do you want to be a part of that? If not, you can stay home. That's fine. It's not a, an obligation. But I'm just opening the door now to say that on that Tuesday night, which is election night, that we're, these doors are going to be open and we're going to gather here together at our church and we're going to be praying as God's people. And so let me give you a couple of things that I think will help you before we get going any further. Okay? So if you have a, a pen and paper, if you have a, a notebook, if you have a your bulletin, something that you might want to just jot a couple of ideas down because I want you to, to have a, a good practical handle on some things that you can begin doing right now and, and then you're going to see how the, the progression of our Sunday services will go to encourage this, this uh, season of prayer. One of the most simple requests we find in Scripture is in the chapter 11 of the Gospel of Luke where the disciples come up to Jesus and they ask Him one simple question. Do you all know what He asked? Do you all know what they asked Him? Lord, teach us how to pray. 
Think about that. What a childlike faith. Because they had seen Jesus going out early in the morning, leaving, going to, um, in, in times of solitude to spend time with the Father, to, to pray. And the disciples are watching this pattern in Jesus' life and they finally come to Him. They're like, Lord, we want to be like You. We want to know how to pray. And of course, we know the Lord gives them a model prayer that we're going to pray here in just a minute. But we know that this is a desire that the disciples have and I pray that it will be a desire that you and I have as well. And I think that if we are really willing to learn that the Lord is willing to teach us. Don't you think He wants all of us to know how to pray a little bit better? Amen. So let me give you a couple of things to maybe think about or maybe begin to to do that will help you. Okay, number one. Make a commitment for a specific time and place every day. That's going to look a lot different for a lot of different people. But I do think there's something important to be said to make a commitment for a specific time and a specific place every single day. Find your prayer closet. Find your prayer room. Find your your sanctuary. Find your place of solitude. It may be in your car. It may be at home. It may be on your lunch break at work. Uh, I don't know, but God will show you. And I just say make a commitment. There There are different ways to do that. And I think that the Lord will show you that. Number two, we're going to have some pledge cards up here on the table. These are for you. These are not for me. This isn't so you say, hey, Brother Marcus, this is what I'm going to pledge to do over prayer over the night. No, this is for you. Okay, because ultimately this is between who? You and the Lord. Okay? We want to have accountability set up. We want to encourage you. We want to help you. But ultimately, this is between you and me. And so we're going to have some people up here at this table at the end of service. we got these little bitty pledge cards, and they're really nifty. Just something you can write on saying, hey, I'm going to pledge to pray for our church every Tuesday at 1 o'clock. I don't know. You know whatever it is that God lays on your heart, I'm going to pray at 1 o'clock for one minute every day. These are just ideas. But you take your pledge card, you, you take it home, you, you pray about it, you write it out, you stick it on your window, you stick it on your dashboard, you stick it on your bathroom mirror, whatever your refrigerator, whatever it may be, and it's a reminder that you're just going to make a, a concerted commitment to pray. There's also a place for accountability on this. Like you may say, hey, I have a person in my life that's going to do this with me, or, or they're going to hold me accountable. I think that's very important. Number three, I'm going to give you an acronym. Ready? A-C-T-S. What's that spell? Acts. When you pray, follow this simple acronym. This is one way to do this. A is for adoration. Just just spend time telling God how awesome He is, right? Because He is. Just adore Him. Praise Him for who He is, what He's done. C is confession. Begin to examine your heart. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit to show you sin. Confess those sins before the Lord. He is faithful and just to what? To forgive you. T is for thanksgiving. Just start thanking God for who He is and what He's done and all the blessings that He's given you. And then S is for supplication. That's when you start praying for yourself and others. Amen. And so this is just a very simple acronym that may help you get started on a more, on a deeper personal level in your prayer life. ACTS. That's a great way to do it. And here's the last one. And I'm going to model this for you right now is this is the best thing that I ever learned in my prayer life, and it's called praying through the Scriptures. Because when I talk to people in the church, and I talk to people who want to grow in their prayer life, let me tell you what the number one, or number one or two issues are why they can't grow. Number one, I can't, I can't stay on track. I always get what? 
distracted. We try to pray, we have ADD, and we're four words in, and we're thinking about our kitchen stove or something, right? We get distracted, or we run out of things to pray for. But when you take the Word of God, the living Word of God, which is written in prayer form so many times through the Psalms and through part of the, much of the New Testament, you begin to take the Word of God and you read the Word of God line by line and you just pray whatever comes to your what? To your heart and your mind. And if there's nothing there, then you just what? Just move on to the next one. And you just pray through the Scripture and allow the Holy Spirit to prompt you what to pray for according to that Word, and then you pray it back to God. So what we're doing, we're reading, saturating ourselves in the Word of God, and then we're praying the Word of God back to God. It's one of the best disciplines, one of the best practical tools that I've ever been taught. And we're going to do that all throughout this season. And so you can take any Scripture, just about any Scripture... And you can pray through that Scripture. And you'll never, if you get distracted, you always have a place to come back to. And you'll never run out of things to pray for. I promise you. And before you know it, you'll be praying for 30 minutes and say, man, that seemed like a blink of an eye. And so guys, these are just a couple of things that I wanted you to jot down and put down before we move any further this morning. But I want to lead us now in a demonstration of the model prayer that the Lord Jesus gave us. And so let's bow our hearts and let's bow our heads and we're going to pray together. Father, you taught us through your son Jesus how to pray. And we pray, our Father, that we are your children, that you are in heaven, Lord, in the highest place of authority. You are in control on your throne, O Father, and we are your children. We belong to you because of your great love for us. Holy is your name. Lord, may we never take your name in vain. May we never casually use the name of God, O Lord, because your name is holy and powerful. The the name of Jesus is the name above all names. Father, thank you so much. We pray, Lord, for your kingdom to come. May it come in our hearts. May your kingdom come in our homes. May your kingdom be realized in this church, in this community, Lord, in this land, and ultimately in the whole world. May your will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Until the day that the King comes, the King Jesus, when you come, Lord, and you rule and reign from your holy throne in Jerusalem, Lord, we have a privilege to expand the kingdom of God on earth, to make disciples of all nations, Lord. May your kingdom come, Lord. Begin with us. Start with us, O Lord. May your will be done. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. We thank you for meeting our everyday needs, our providing our food and shelter and clothing and just for loving us like you do, Lord. Thank you for taking care of us. You are a good, good Father, Lord. And Father, forgive us. Forgive us of our sins as we learn to forgive others, Lord. Lord, search our hearts. Know us, O Lord. See if there be any offensive way in us, Lord. And as you search us, I pray that you would allow us to confess and turn from sin, Lord, that you would forgive us and cleanse us. And Lord, allow us to be like you. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as you, God, have forgiven us in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. And Lord, we pray that you would not lead us into temptation. Oh Lord, there's so much temptation. There's so many things pulling and distracting us and 
trying to get us off track, leading us into sin. Oh, Lord, please keep us on the straight and narrow path. Lord, please keep us on the path of righteousness for your name's sake, oh God. For you have not allowed man to be tempted beyond what he can bear, Lord, but you have always provided a way of escape for those who love you. Oh, Lord, please, Lord, lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. Oh, Lord, the evil is abounding in this world. And we pray you would deliver us, protect our hearts, protect our minds, protect our marriages, protect our children, oh Lord, protect our homes and our schools and our, our communities and our churches, oh Lord, protect us, deliver us from evil for this land and this nation and this world, we pray. For yours, oh Lord, is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever And all God's people said. Amen. Amen. Guys, that is praying through Scripture. And it can go any way that God leads you to go. So at this time, I'm going to turn it over to Miss Jane Bevel, and she's going to lead us in another reading of Scripture. And we're going to pray again. Amen. And we're going to sing again. Miss Jane, why don't you come on up? Uh, the scripture I'm going to read is 1 John 1, 5 through 10, and then in the second chapter, uh, verse 6. So uh, if you read along with me and then we'll pray, we're going to pray this back to God as we finish. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim that we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. And then verse 6, whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Let us pray. Father, we just want to pray your word back to you. Um, We all who are here today claim that we have fellowship with you. So that means that we should be walking with you and not in darkness. So keep us out of the darkness that is all around us. Let us live by the truth. Let us live in the light. And when we do live in the light, Lord, we know that we will be able to fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, your son, will purify us from all sin. We know we are sinners, Lord. We do not claim to be without sin. So, Lord, we just pray that each of us will learn to confess our sins before you, that we will, and we know that you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. So do not let us claim to be without sin. Don't let us look at other people's sin more than we look at our own. And, Lord, we know that you say if we claim to live in you that we must walk as Jesus did and Lord we pray that you will help us to do that 
So, Lord, we just lift up the, everyone here today, and we pray these words over them, Lord, over me and them, and help each of us to live in the light and not in the darkness, yeah. and to be your children and to live as Christ did. And we ask all of this in the sweet and precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Let's stand together as we continue to worship this morning. Lord. 
God's people said. Amen. Amen. Remain standing. Amen. Uh, we're going to do this uh, as well uh, for the first time, I think, maybe since I've been here. But uh, we want to do um, some public reading of Scripture. And so uh, something about the collective voice of unity as we read God's Word together. And so the next song that we are preparing to sing is going to be a song about giving us clean hands. Um, most of you probably received your your little uh, cup as you came in the door, and we're, we're, we're going to enter into now a time of uh, examining ourselves before we take uh, the elements of the Lord's Supper. And so we're going to read Scripture together. Uh, we're going to sing a song called Give Us Clean Hands, which is basically a song uh, about Psalm or taken from Psalm 24 that we're about to read here in just a moment. And then just use the time of worship and use the time of examination to just pray and just ask God to begin to, to be, begin to open and break your heart and, and reveal sin and, and provide healing and, and forgiveness and all of the things that we need as individuals um, to do before the Lord. And so what we're going to do now is uh, put the Psalm 24 up on the screen and uh, let's all read this together. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and those who dwell therein. For He has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of His salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek Him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. Give 
give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. We bow our hearts. We bend our knees. Oh, Spirit, come make us humble. We turn our And it says, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. Paul says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he also took the cup after supper. And he said, this is the cup. This is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The Maranatha cry, come Lord Jesus. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. I want you all to heed that. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. And that is why many of you are weak and ill and some have even died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So there is a sense of seriousness, a, a, a solemn occasion to take the Lord's Supper. I think I'm thankful for Brother John and, and the elders of this church. You know, it's always a, a debate about how often should we observe the Lord's Supper. I think that the early church partook of the Lord's Supper probably daily, if not weekly, as they would sit down and eat a meal together, they would break the bread and, 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 and take the cup and they would acknowledge the, the death of Jesus. And they did it quite often. And, but once a month here, I think, is just enough for us to not become routine. But at the same time, it keeps it in front of us and keeps us familiar with it. And I think that today is a, a great opportunity as we're entering into this time of prayer um, for us to just acknowledge the great sacrifice that Jesus made for us and we do this and proclaim his death and his resurrection until he comes and that's what this is all about and so I'm going to lead you now through uh, the elements and so guys I know these little cups can be a little tricky and first of all if you're here today if you have a relationship with Jesus and you have confessed him as Lord you are open and free to take the Lord's uh, come to the Lord's table and take the Lord's Supper um, and so just wanted to make sure you're clear about that. It doesn't have to be a member of this church, just a member of the household of God, a member of God's family. But if you would take your take your cup and there's a little plastic film on very top and it's going to open up to give you access to the wafer. And so we'll take this. Let me pray as you have the wafer. Lord, thank you, Father, for giving us your son holy and blameless and righteous and without sin as His body was beaten and broken for us. Thank You, Lord, for giving Yourself in our place to take the punishment we deserve in Jesus' name. Amen. In the very same way, He took the cup. And as the the juice is the symbol of the red blood of Jesus, the shed blood of Jesus. He, he said, every time you take of the fruit of the vine, you do this in remembrance of me because this is a symbol of my death, my sacrifice for, for you, for the forgiveness of sin. A symbol of my blood shed for you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you are willing to pay the ultimate price for us. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the forgiveness and the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus, Lord. You, you cover us 
so that we are no longer condemned, but we are forgiven. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving your life, life for life, so that we may live. Lord, we love you and we thank you for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, y'all can probably just set those down somewhere on the floor and we'll, we'll make sure we get somebody to pick those up a little bit later. So at this time, we're going to allow uh, one of our elders, Brother Jim Cole, to come up and he's going to read uh, another scripture for us and lead us in prayer. But Jim. Scripture this morning is Psalms 32. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what a joy for those whose record the Lord has cleansed of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sins, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time. They that may not drown, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathways for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surround those who trust the Lord. So rejoice to the Lord and be glad. All who obey, all you who obey Him, shout for joy. All you whose hearts are pure. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you so much for your Word uh, that you have given us. Uh, to, to show us that, that you're going to take care of us if we love you and seek you. Uh, the scriptures tell us very plainly here that if, if we don't, we're, we're probably going to be in for some trouble and see some trouble in our life. But uh, you told us if we would uh, come to you and ask you to forgive us of our sins, that you would forgive us and give us eternal life. Lord, there's just... Uh, so much stuff going on in the world today it's unreal and uh, i just pray that we'll turn to you and turn from our wicked ways and you told us that you would heal our land one of my favorite scriptures is in matthew 6 when you tell us not to worry and that uh, you will supply all of our basic needs and all for us and 633 says that seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And Lord, that's the key to our success. We've got to seek you and put our trust in your hands. Lord, I want to pray for our church, pray for our country, all of our leaders. 
Lord, it's troubling times we're in, but Lord, you're still in control. And uh, you know exactly what's going on. And uh, we just want to pray that your will will be done. Lord, be with Brother Marcus today as he leads us into our season of prayer. And Lord, uh, teach our hearts how to pray and, and to seek you. Most of all, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know Jesus as a personal Savior, I pray that you will touch them with the message today and that they will meet you right here today. Lord, we ask all these things in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to continue worshiping. And this is also, as Marcus was one of the classics, but it's one that, that talks about um, just what really Jesus has done for us, right? And uh, it's called Amazing Grace. And um, if you all like to, to stand up and sing it with us and then just, just worship together with us.
Like I said, it's going to be a little different um, how we approach these Sundays and uh, not as a, a traditional service would go. And, and so I just really wanted to, to just give the Holy Spirit freedom and just let the Spirit work and move in, in our hearts and, and, and begin here on Sunday mornings to kind of carry us through the rest of the week and and that's really what I want to focus on today is I've got an Old Testament scripture and I've got a New Testament scripture that I'm going to read and share and just give you a couple of thoughts about what I hope for and pray for and desire for us this week as we initiate and begin this new season of of prayer. And the way we've kind of broken this thing down is uh, we're going to start over the first few weeks to, to really examine our hearts on an individual level, okay? And so because it's got to start with us as individuals. Uh, then we're going to move to praying for our homes, our, our closest relationships, our families, our, our, our neighbors, those who are in our immediate circle and, and, and sphere of influence and praying for our relationships at home uh, among friends and family. And then we're going to move into a season to pray for the church um, and, and that God would really begin. Judgment begins with the household of God. So making sure that we, we start with us before we, before we point the finger at the world and say, what's wrong with the world? Sometimes we need to what? Look at ourselves and examine ourselves and make sure that, that we're holy and blameless and, and living lives of faithfulness before the Lord. Uh, and then that's going to lead us to the Day of Atonement, which is September the 22nd, the most holy day on the Hebrew calendar. And uh, September the 27th is a Sunday, and that'll begin our new season of 40 days of prayer going into praying for our nation, our land, uh, the community in, at large, and then also praying for the return of Jesus. Uh, you're going to hear me say this Maranatha cry a lot. It means come, Lord Jesus, quickly come. Uh, and then praying for Israel and for the peace of Jerusalem and then all of the things that we need to be praying for from a national and a, a really an international uh, level. And so those are kind of how we're going to, that's how we're going to break these things up into sections. But today we're just going to look at our heart. And so if you have your, a copy of God's Word, turn to the book of Joel. Turn to the prophet Joel, chapter 2. 
Joel chapter 2. It's right after Hosea and right before Amos. I'm going to begin in verse 12. Joel 2, 12. Yet even now declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting and with weeping and with mourning, and rend your hearts. Okay, we don't use that word rend very much, but it means to what? Tear. Break, rend. We're asking the Lord to tear, to break our hearts. And not your garments. In other words, something on the inside, not on the what? Outside. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And He relents over disaster. Who knows? whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children, even the nursing infants, and let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. In other words, there's nothing more important right now than this, is what Joel's saying. Not marriage, not family, not your affairs, not your business, not your work, not your plate. Nothing is more important. Call everybody together. He says this, between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep. It starts with us. The leadership the ministers, the elders, the spiritual leaders, let us weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? How many people in the world are looking around at the church right now saying, Where's their God? They're nothing special. They're just like us. Bunch of hypocrites, right? I'm going to be honest with you guys. They They got a point there. In a lot of ways, we are. I am a hypocrite. And many times the world looks at us and says, where's their God? And guys, if we are going to return to an awakening and a revival and a stirring of God's people, it's going to start with us in this examination of our heart, that our hearts begin to be broken over sin, that sin is exposed in our hearts and our lives, that we have the opportunity to confess sin and, and be cleansed and forgiven and restored unto God. And don't, don't miss that. This isn't just an opportunity to feel terrible about yourself. This is an opportunity to become clean and to be be restored to God and to live victorious lives and to have victory over sin and to walk a life of blamelessness and holiness and purity. Not perfection because we're not going to be perfect, but to be able to walk confidently saying that I am the Lord's and I'm living as faithfully as I can before Him. Guys, that's what this is about. And so when we think about our heart... 
And we ask Him through the Scriptures, as Joel was just sharing with us there in Joel 2, that we're, we're entering into a time to bow our hearts, to humble our hearts, to open our hearts, to search, asking God to search our hearts, but also to break our hearts. And I'm going to tell you why that's a problem. Because it hurts. It hurts. And when we are serious about our sin, and we're serious about examining our hearts, we realize that God will begin to peel back the layers and begin to expose things in our lives that we have either pushed down or suppressed or trivialized or, or we've just ignored them. But if we're honest and open and willing, we will allow the Lord to begin to reveal those areas of our life that are not pleasing to Him and they're hindering us and quenching the Spirit of God in our life. And guys, that is a painful process, I promise you. But it's a necessary one. So I want to ask you, are you courageous enough to say, God, I'm ready and willing to open my heart and allow you to expose sin and put your your loving kindness and your 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 tender mercy upon me to say this is these are areas of your life. These are sins and struggles and fears and failures and other things in your life, strongholds that are hindering you and 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 they're they're keeping you in bondage and they're keeping you from walking victoriously. And are you willing to say, Lord, I'm ready to do to allow you to do that in my heart it's going to hurt and it's time that we do that now the heart is a fascinating complicated concept from a biblical perspective you see when we think heart of course we think about this thing that's pumping and blood and beating in our chest but the biblical concept of a heart is so much more complex and complicated than that so from a biblical perspective you need to understand the heart is it included all of these things it included the mind and the soul and the will and the emotion of a person the heart is the seat okay it is the seat of our personality and our thoughts and our desires and our pursuits and our motivations and our attitudes and our feelings and it's all kind of wrapped up into one. And so it's really who we are is our heart. It's, it's the center of our being. So there's a lot going on in there, right? And there's a lot of things that can kind of get swept over and, and ignored in this complex nature that we have called our heart. And the Bible would go on to tell us that we're to love the Lord our God with what? All of our heart. But guess what, guys? We don't. We don't. Because our hearts become hardened in unbelief. They become polluted in sin. They become rooted with bitterness and things of that way that make it really impossible for us to love the Lord with all of our heart because we allow these things to take root in our heart that hinders us from being able to do that. And then furthermore, the conventional wisdom of the world is going to tell you this. Follow your heart. Trust your heart. Listen to your but the Bible says something completely different. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. Desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. It's beyond cure. It's sick. Who can understand it? The Bible says we can't even understand our own hearts. So we don't listen to our heart. We don't follow our heart. We don't trust our heart. No, we listen to the Word of God. 
We trust God and His Word. We follow the Holy Spirit. We follow the Word of God. That's where we follow. That's who we trust because our hearts will deceive. We will deceive ourselves. We cannot even trust our own motivations. And so as we enter into this season of prayer, I just want to challenge and encourage you guys this week to, to seriously begin to plead for God to, to just, just expose, just open, just, just humble, bow your heart. Just let, it, let Him start to work, guys. I don't know where all this is going to lead, but I know I need it. I know we need it. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be a process, but it's going to be one that's necessary. Now I'm going to close in this Scripture in James chapter 4. So turn over to the book of James, the New Testament. Sometimes the, I'd say most of the time, the Word of God is sufficient to speak for itself, right? James 4, verse 1. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Doesn't sound like a church, does it? Sure it does. Is it not this? That your passions, oh, your passions, that's a part of your what? Your heart. Your passions are at war within you. You desire and do not have, so you murder and you covet. You cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. But you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions you adulterous people you know we look at the children of Israel in the Old Testament who were such a stubborn and obstinate and adulterous people like man they were they just didn't have it together man we're so much better than they are let me tell you something about the church we're an adulterous people we worship other gods all the time we follow other things all the time we put other things before God all the time That's why His mercies are new every single morning. We have to have new mercies every morning because we are an adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the Scripture says He yearns jealously over the Spirit that He has made to dwell in us? God is a jealous God. But He gives more grace. Amen? He gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will exalt you. I shared this with our Sunday school teachers before we 
got started this morning and I'm going to share it with you. It's been a long time since I wept. I know men don't typically cry and we're not all up in our emotions. When was the last time you wept? Just broke down. Cried over a lost loved one or a relationship that's broken or sin in your life or the state of our world. Or I want to weep again. I want God to break my heart. And this is going to be a time, guys, that we need to weep and we need to mourn and we need to get serious about our sin so that we can be comforted. Right? Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. That's how we're going to initiate this first week of prayer. So what I want to do is that we're going to we're going to sing one more song. And so what I, before we do, I, I want to I want to just stop and, and I'm just going to allow you to have a moment, just a moment to pray. And then I'm going to close us in a prayer. And we're going to sing. Amen. And as we leave today. I just simply pray for one very, very simple thing. My prayer for you is that you would position yourself before God and say, Break my heart. Lord, break my heart. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. But I'm ready. It's necessary. And we can, we can move forward from there. Amen? Alright, as we bow our heads, I'm going to let you have a little bit of time of silence so that you may pray before the Lord. Let's bow our heads and our hearts. covering, O oh Lord. He gives us righteousness that we may stand before You. And Father, my prayer for our people this week, today, is that You would break our hearts for what breaks Yours. That You would give us eyes to see what You see. That You would let us feel, Lord, maybe just a glimpse, maybe just a, a portion of what You feel every single day. 
so that you may lead us in the way everlasting, so that you may restore our soul, so that you may comfort us, Lord, and forgive and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Father. And it's in the wonderful name of Jesus we do pray. And all God's people said, Amen. So we're going to end with, with this song. Uh, I asked Marcus if I could talk a little bit about it before, before we, we sang it. Um, so generally, uh, us that, that do worship from here, you know, we, we focus our attention on, on, on singing songs that praise the name of Jesus, that, 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 that praise, praise the Lord our God, and, and that is something that, that we're going to continue doing with all our heart. But there's something that, that also the Bible tells us uh, uh, as the church of Christ that, see, Christ church, right? Um, that we are to encourage one another, right? And, and we do that with song too. And this song is, is, is it, it, it glorifies God. It praises the name of Jesus. But this song is for each and every one of us. And as we sing this song, and if, if you'd like to stand up with us to, to sing it, um, I, I, I would like for, for us to try a little exercise. I like to do that every once in a while. If you could turn to the person that's right next to you and just say, we're almost home. We're almost home. Okay? Uh, Marcus was talking about Maranatha, right? Maranatha. What, what does Maranatha mean, Marcus? Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Okay? What is Jesus going to come for? He's going to go take us where? Home, right? And th that's what this song is, is, is about. And as, as we sing it, the, the, the chorus talks about how we're almost home, right? Uh, so as you hear this song, and if you heard it before, please sing it with us uh, um, and uh, just, just, uh, just worship with us and, and, and uh, be encouraged, which is, is, is the hope of, for us this, this morning. Let's stand together. Are you desperate for help? You know what it's like to be tired and only a shell of yourself. You start to believe you don't have what it takes. Cause, cause it's all you can do just to move, much less finish the race.
guys so hey listen that's going to conclude our service and so i just want to send you out with a blessing send you out with a prayer be sure to check your bulletins there's lots going on we got tons of things going on in the life of the church so you're well enough to read those things and be informed but i just want to bless you on the way out go get alone with god this week and if you want to talk to any of our um, Sunday school teachers or small group leaders, there are going to be some people up here at the table. We're going to have prayer guides. We have the pledge cards. If you want to grab uh, one of those uh, this morning before, before you go out, don't, don't forget to do that as well. Amen. I love you guys. Let's pray. Lord, may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, may you lift up your countenance upon us and give us peace. As we go in the wonderful name that is above all names, the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Thank you guys. Y'all have a wonderful day. God bless.